Welcome to Blue Collar Love Hot Take. My name is Samuel. My name is Aaron. And tonight we are giving a hot take on the Miami EP. Aaron, this is the first time we've gotten to do a review on something that's brand new. So it's going to be it's going to be a little bit more of a hot take for one song for me. So it's going to be a partial hot take, partial hot take. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. The Miami EP just came out earlier June 19th, this week. June 19th. Mm-hmm. It's on a CD, the vinyl, and deluxe version, which I guess if you want to, want to start with the packaging or you want to start with the music and do the packaging later or what? Uh, go ahead and start, start with the packaging because all I have is the digital picture of it, which it looks cool, I guess. It kind of reminds me of... Um, I don't know if you saw the cover to Owl City Cinematic, but it gives me those vibes a little bit. Okay. It definitely gives me an 80s vibe. Um, so I got the deluxe version. It comes with the CD version of it. Haven't opened that up. Um, but it comes with a lyric booklet. It's very beautiful. It's like a 10-inch vinyl booklet, and each page has the lyrics to each song. There's different pictures on each one. Um, it's beautiful. There's two posters. There's a map. There's stickers. There's a lot of things. The green vinyl is beautiful. Haven't got a chance to listen to it yet because I need to have some time to myself and with kids and work. I haven't had that time to like sit down with the vinyl. Um, each side, but what's what's cool, different. I've never. I don't have a vinyl like this before ever. Both sides have the songs on each side, so you flip the vinyl and it's the same song. So. Um, that's interesting. Um, not sure how, how listening that's going to be, but that's going to be a different experience. I love the packaging. No splits, no problems. I don't know about the audio yet. Like I said, I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's beautiful. Um, I think it's worth the price. I don't feel cheated, but I'm kind of a fanboy too, so there's that too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I mean, the cover looks really cool. I get 80s vibes, and um, I would like to, you know, my eventual goal. Now, this is far down the stream when Samuel someday pretends he has money, which isn't today. Um, I would like to own all of Starflyer 59, definitely on CD, and that's doable. But vinyl, maybe. Um, Yeah, me too. I'm missing a couple, but yeah, that's a... That's a very um, lofty goal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unless, unless, unless a bunch of re- repressings happen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because some of those, gosh, our, some of our those rent you money, cannot, our rent money. cannot find. <laughs> yeah, you can buy. And if you do, you're going to be paying a month's rent to get it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah, I'm like, I love this one. Uh, I, uh, the packaging is great. They knocked it out of the park. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's go ahead. Um, so this is going to be a different, a little bit different than our normal reviews. We're not going to be really talking about final scores or our definitive nope. thoughts on it. No, nope. because except, it's except for one song for like. me. Except for one song for me. I'm going to have some very definitive thoughts about this one song. <laughs> yeah, um, but like this is our hot take, and what I mean yeah. by that is it could change in two years. Yeah. Um. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about it again and whenever we get around to it, whenever we get yeah. to that point in the discography. Yes. 
And yeah, they thoughts always change. There's a, f- a few albums that w- later on we'll get to where my idea and views about them completely change. But all right, we'll get into it, Sam. Number one, Miami. You want to go or you want me to go? Um, sure. Um, so my first thought is that gnarly acoustic riff. Um, it plays, and I immediately am transported to like a beach. And um, we, we something we know about Jason Martin, he knows how to write beach songs. That's he kind really of does. his. They're depressing beach yep. songs, but he knows how to write them. <laughs> by golly, um, some are happy. And, some are happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some are happy. Mm-hmm. A, a few. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there's a few happiness in there. Um, and it's funny when I think of Miami um, and I'm, I am not personally like a huge fan of Florida. It's too muggy for my taste. I like the mountains, but when I think of Miami, the vision I get is warm sunshine and good times. But this song is, if you actually listen to it, is all dark and brooding and it's about the loss of friendship. And it just, it almost goes counter to that acoustic riff at the beginning. And, um, I just find that a really interesting kind of disposition to set itself at, especially for the whole entire EP, but stellar guitar work and great drums. I really wonder if his son's still playing for him at this point. Cause, um, I, I like the drums in it a lot and that's just my hot take on Miami, man. All right, my hot take. Um, I hate Florida. I never want to go to Florida. It, there's too many sinkholes, uh, panthers, alligators. There's too many ways to die in Florida. Forget it. And I'm <laughs> with you. When I, but Miami, Miami Beach will be the only two places in Miami I will ever go. And when I think of Miami, that's what I think too. And I'm with you. Not a super happy song like most of Fish Beach songs. I think this song might be about Dave Bazan. I have my reasons I'll keep to myself until the, we do a later take, a full take on this. Controversy. I love the country gate. I call it country gaze intro. It's like a little country shoegaze intro. Um, sounds like a Johnny Cash indie country rock song. Um, obviously, the relationships are about a broken relationship. The lyrics are about a broken relationship like you referenced. Um, the guitars that follow the um, chorus are angelic. Example, one minute, 17 seconds. Um and yet another amazing outro. Um, his vocals on this are brooding and beautiful. I love the song. It's great. I know upon further listens, it's going to be a top-tier Starfire song. I can feel it already. Um, I think that's all i got to say about that. Cool. Um, well, how do you feel about a song we've technically already talked about, but now we're going to talk about again, This Recliner? This is the song I'm going to wax forever on. Okay, so when we did the hot take on my uh, recliner, I remember I mentioned that this may be my favorite Starfire song just upon the first listens. And I'm here to say, newsflash, this is my favorite Starfire 59 song. Um, The intro is up there with Underneath for me. Like, Underneath is like, Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Uh, I don't know, like in the top, like, rock intros of songs, Underneath is up there. This intro to this recliner is up there with uh, for me. Um, my heart, just that intro, and when the drums finally come in, my heart's just just soars with this song. Um, this is okay. The first two times I listened to the song, I was just taking it in, and then like the third time I listened to it, and I could like really process the lyrics. I began to cry, and not every time, but 
at least every other time I listen to this song, I just cry. It's just a beauty. It just hits me in such a place. Tonight, when I listened to it one more time, just to, when I was with this album to do this review, I was just crying. Not sad. It's just like, it's like this is such a beautiful song. And lyrically, this is like where I'm at in my life. Like, I just want to go where I'm not tired. Like, these are Jason's best lyrics. I mean, this lyrically, he hit the, he, he, I mean, he crushed it on this. I'm getting teary eyed right now. And Jason's son does the drums on this song. Um, I, um, someone else does the drums on the rest of them. I can't remember right now, off the top of my head, but his son does the drums on this song. And to me, besides the lyrics, the drums on this is a highlight. The production on this is amazing. Um, I love the breakdown, at, um, and then when the um, drums come back in and everything punk comes back up at minute two fifty four, oh, it's just so beautiful. I mean, this song. I mean, I'm not, I could go on forever, but this song is along worth whatever the deluxe price was. I mean, this song is just fucking amazing. I'm sorry, it's just amazing. I just, it's the best. I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I think one of Jason's strongest suits and one of the things he does that very few artists can do is be a hero to the working middle class. He's a blue collar hero. And what I mean by that, you get Bruce, guys Bruce Springsteen, like Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Huh? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but but what I mean is you get guys like um, I'm trying to think like Rivers Cuomo or Harry Styles or Frank Ocean, and they write good songs, but they they get to a point in their career when they stop being able to relate to the everyday person because they're not working yes. an eight hour grind every day. Good point. And Jason has never stopped that grind. As far as I know, he still works for you know the. The, the truck company. Yes. Yes. His and, dad's trucking company. Yeah. And so like he totally gets what it's like to grind your soul out eight hours a day. Yeah. And this song is that feeling, um, you know, not too dissimilar, like musically and lyrically it's different, but the feeling of that is not too dissimilar to his very first track, blue collar love. Right. Yeah. It's you're that, right. That it daily is. grind. And yep. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much because it's not something you see enough of in music. And you know what? I think you hit on something like around like um, Dial M or Changing the Guard. Like lyrically, his music, lyrically, the on songs continued or got more personal to me and I can relate to. And I think that's right because normally musicians, they get divorced from that grind and that I think you're right, benefits him in his music because he never got away from that. And that's what keeps him relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So this song is just as good as the first time I heard it. Um, It feels like both a continuation of Young In My Head and a kind of summation of lyrically and musically, this is his whole entire career in one song. I agree. Um, I, I definitely agree. And... It's man, a banger, like, man. It's so good. It's so good. It it's like you don't often see a song that, honestly, if he goes for another 20 years, this could become his signature song. 
exactly. I don't know if it will, but I could see that happening. Like, this is what you end concerts with. Yes, yes, I agree. I mean, like, I'm thinking, like, you think of Everybody Makes Mistakes, Leave Here the Stranger, Gold, all the, those great albums. This song crushes everything on those albums. That's crazy after 25 years. <laughs> and, you know, maybe we're too doughy-eyed because this is brand new. I don't know, but... Um, no, because I, we'll talk about other songs, and I think I'm pretty confident in that, those statements. <laughs> So with that, let's move to the next one. CV2. Take it, Sam. Okay. So my first line, ooh, that bass line. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, Combined with the guitar, it makes it sound almost slinky. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Lounge Flyer 59 has returned in some capacity. Um, just for yeah. me, yeah. like it's, it's not like as hardcore lounge as stuff on, um, she's the queen or anything, Yeah. but it took me a minute of listening to the song to realize, Oh, th- this CV two stands for crash version <laughs> two. I get it now. <laughs> I don't know why that took so long to dawn on me. Um, how long did it take? How long did it take you? I probably listened to it two or three times before I was like, okay. ah, I, okay. I get it now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, once I realized it's just a remix of Crash, that didn't diminish it at all. If if nothing else, um, uh, I they're they're different enough. I can appreciate both versions on their own. Like when I look back at Silver, I actually prefer the lounge remixes. This time, I'm like, no, they're both pretty darn good within their own context. And, um, yeah, it's it's just a fun remix, just a fun different version of, you know, the closing song on Young In My Head. And I enjoy it. Well, I'm with you. Um, I can't pick, like, I like them both independently. Like, I... Like I think of these songs like the Don't Cry song of Guns N' Roses as original lyrics and alternate lyrics. I don't know which one I like better. I don't know if I like Crash 1 or 2. I mean, uh, and I don't have to pick, so I'm not. But you're right. They're both great. It was about 20, like before the first course, I was listening. I'm like, this, actually the first beginning, like the first started, like the, the bass in the first few seconds. I'm like, this melody sounds familiar. I'm like... And then it was like the lyrics come in, and then right before, then when the chorus kicks in, I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> I remember this is cra- this is Crash version two, CV two, got it, okay, um, uh, okay, let's see, yeah, the, um, I used to think, and that's funny because on Young in My Head, love that album, and I I did not like Crash as a closer, I didn't even like it as a song, um, I thought it was an and, but then listening to this version. And then I went back and listened to the original version, and then I was able to appreciate it. But I'm like, I don't know, something about this version that woke up something in me, or something. And, and now, this, both versions have been in my head like since this album's been out. Although I love this recliner, I've been singing this song. This song has been in my head. Both versions repeated over and over again. It's become like an earworm song to me, and I don't know why, but. Um, it- I really we'll like talk, it. When we eventually get to Young in My Head someday, I'll definitely talk about the lyrics. But yeah, th- yeah. there's some of his, like, for for his short lyrics, there's still yeah. some of his better ones I feel like. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, and that's what's been in my head. The cor- especially the course, it's really been in my head. So, I like this version. I mean, that's all. I'm not gonna wax on forever right now. Um, once more, um, I'll take this one if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Once more, um, someone in, on online asked if this song sounded like any other song that um, Jason has done before. And at first, I thought about it. I was like, I didn't know. Then I listened to it tonight, and I was like, this sounds. This could be on beyond that. I am the Portuguese blues album. Although it doesn't sound like any of those songs, but there's something about this song that sounds like it would fit perfectly on that, on that album. Um, at minute one thirty, the that guitar riff is great. I'm mean, repeats throughout the song too, in the chorus, how is Jason still able to create such fresh sounds? I mean, this, yeah, like I'm still like trying to figure out like, this doesn't sound like a Starfire 59 song. Like this is like something new. Um, I love the sleigh bells or whatever that sound is that to the percussion on the drums. Um, like every song on this album, love, of, of course, with more listens, I'm sure. This potentially could surpass Fell in Love at 22 is my best EP. Just right now, hot take. It's how I'm feeling from the first listens. Could possibly happen, which would be crazy given how good that, that EP is. That's all I got to say about this. Go ahead, Sammy. So this song, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why it could fit on Portuguese Blue. Because that album is a celebration of the blues, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So when this song starts out, this song, I'm going to make a lofty statement here. And I can't even guarantee Jason did it on purpose, but I noticed it. This song is like a history of rock styles. Okay. In three minutes or less. Okay. So it starts off with like an almost early U2 post-punk guitar. And then that guitar solo gives you some like Chuck Berry feeling almost. Yeah. During the uh, first course. And then the guitar styling changes again before kind of cycling back. Now, here's why this is brilliant. Um, From a music history standpoint, the song is showing how, you know, musically things repeat themselves. Um, You look throughout history, you know, you have your early guitar riffs, then they evolved, they evolved. And then we get to like the 70s and we go back to them a little bit. Everything Um, in humans, we everything. There's nothing new in the sun. Everything repeats. Exactly. And then the song itself, the lyrics are about trying to change who you are. You know, once more, I would like to change. Yep. And I can totally relate to that. It's on a human level. But then only to realize, and it's not directly in the lyrics, but I feel like this is where the music speaks for the lyrics, which I love, love, love in a song. Um, Sometimes when you're trying to change, you just end up right back where you started. Um, and very often we just end up being more the same, no matter how much we try to change. And that's both musically and almost lyrically what this song does. Oh, wow. Which in my head, I, it's, um, I just, I love it when the music itself, particularly paired with the lyrics, tell a story. And they interact with each other in a way that you couldn't really separate the two and it still be good. I want to go back to this song does for me. I want to go listen to this song again right now because I didn't pick up on that at all. Wow. So, yeah, once more, awesome song. I think that I don't think anything else can be added to that at this point. (laughs) Brilliant, Sam. 
Bored. <laughs> you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I can hit this up, man. All right. Tell me about your feelings about Bored. All right. So... Um, another different version of a song from Young in My Head. Wait, so, hold on. Before you go, let, is this my thought? Is this your favorite song on this EP? No. So my actual favorite one was Once Again because I just loved uh, all okay. that. You know, all that kind okay. of subtext of the okay. music just got me okay. hard. You know. Okay, I thought this would be your favorite. Sorry, go ahead. This one's just a remix of Cry with some slightly different lyrics. Um, but you know, once again, dealing with past regrets, um, some lyrical changes and overall a more mellow feel throughout it. Um, I enjoyed it. Like it was good. Um, and I don't mind it. I feel very similar to how I do about CV two with it and that it, it sounds enough different that I don't mind that it's just another song remixed. Um, chances are, this is probably the original version of the song before he changed it for the final album. Yeah, who knows? And I like it just the way it is. It's um, a, I feel, <laughs> so this reminds me so much of the Fell in Love at 22 EP in that what I feel like is a really good mellow song um, kind of ends out the album right after the more musically complex song. Um. But so I don't know. It's a good song. I can't like say I'm to the moon about it or anything, but I definitely not disappointed. Just a good song. Okay. Well, I love the Luau intro lounge lounge country flyer, I guess. Um, So board check old check tired check feeling obsolete check. Jason checks all the lyrical boxes here. (laughs) Before when I saw the track listing for this album, I was like, I'm going to like this song. I know it. Bored. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be something from Jason. And I kind of had an idea what the song was gonna be. And it's what I thought it was gonna be. I like it too. I really do. Um the outro reminds me of everyone but everyone but me on Americana. Um his son's he, his son does the vocals at the end. They remind me of Wayne Everett's vocals too on that same song. Is this the is this the real changing of the guard? <laughs> Hashtag mm-hmm. Change of the Guard Cowboys. Um, it, his son seems like he has a little bit of talent behind him. He can drums and get some vocals. We'll see. Um, I'm with you. I'm like, right now, I'm not over the moon about this song, but I like it, and I can see potential there. Um, it would probably be my least favorite on this, which isn't which is saying a lot because there's a lot of greatness on this. So, Yeah. Those, those are our thoughts about the Miami EP. So let me get my final hot take here. I'm okay. on people are there. So like, should I buy this? Should I not buy it? Yada, yada. Yes, you should. You should buy it. You should <laughs> buy it. But here's why you should buy it. So EP originally stood for extended play, as in this is an extension of the album that came before it. Um, you know, here's some extra songs that we couldn't fit on the last album enjoy them as their own set. And that's what this EP actually does very nicely, giving us a nice epilogue to young in my head. And it's, it's a killer standalone piece of work. Like you don't have to have young in my head to enjoy this, but 
it works both as a epilogue to that and as its own piece of work, which I love. So yeah, go out and get this. Um, if you can support anyone with physical media, they will make more money from that than if you play this album, I don't know, 500 times digitally. And I will tell you, and, and I will tell you why you should buy it too. Jason Martin and company have been making independent music for 25 years. Times are hard now. There's a pandemic out there. You know, we're possibly going to go into a recession after all this. And, and music, artists, especially musicians, they provide a service, comfort that no one else can. And after 25 years, this comes out. This recliner alone is worth whatever you're going to pay for it. It will help. It will make you feel good. It will help you. Under, it will help you brighten your day, and you really can't place a um, price tag on good art. And this is great art. So grab it because it's great art, and you need more of it in your life because there's too much Nickelback and Miley Cyrus out there. That's why you should buy it, dude. You realize Nickelback and Miley Cyrus was so ten years ago, right? <laughs> okay, um, let's do. <laughs> Uh, Drake. Uh, I think everyone can agree there's too much Drake out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would know what else is terrible out there. Drake. Uh, uh, Florida, Georgia, Florida, Georgia country line, whatever. Florida, Rask- Florida George line. <laughs> Rascal Flats. Um, yeah, Ariana Grande, Rita Ora. I mean, it's just too much bad stuff out there. This is. Imagine Dragons. Come on. This is way better than my, I mean, even boards better than anything Imagine Dragons is ever going to do in their lives. <laughs> so maybe they will eventually ask Jason to produce for them because they realize they're missing out. <laughs> that would be amazing because he needs the money. He deserves it. So. Yes. All right, guys. That, Thank you so much for listening to us, guys. We appreciate it. We really and do. As always, my name is Samuel. I'm Aaron. Go get the CP. It'll make your life better. And this has been a Brothers King Media production. Peace. Good night. All right.